0: going on everyone, it's Mike Slater with the My Two Wheel Life podcast. It is September 22nd on the Gold Coast of Australia and we're doing this thing. To be solo again, I'm just going to walk you through another day in My Two Wheel Life, another week. We've been consistent, most consistent I've been with this podcast since we started and it's accountability and I'm going to give the accountability up to the Wreckers to Checkers series Season two by MX Store. And speaking of MX Store, let's give it up to our sponsors before we get this thing rolling, who make this podcast possible. MX Store, the home of the largest range of parts and accessories in Australia, the largest stock, the best shipping, the most product, the best product. It's the place to go if you're in Australia, surrounding countries, get your stuff. A guaranteed 2 p.m. promise. Love the crew there. Showroom on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come in and check it out. See the crew down there. They're killing it as always. Obviously, Maxxis tires. Use those on my mountain bike and on my moto. My Intense Cycles and my Gas Gas are wrapped and strapped with Maxxis tires. I choose the ST for the moto. and It's a probably a double ass on the trail bike, the Asagai. And the Recon Race on my Sniper. So, yeah, I highly recommend Maxxis tires on your moto if you haven't tried them. They are a, basically a factory-type production tire. So, um, man, tested by Jerry McGrath. I've been proud to be a part of the development. The legend Todd Waters in Australia are rocking them as well. So they are tried and true, amazing tires. So check out your Maxxis tires, obviously available at mxstore.com.au and other surrounding retails across the globe. Intense Cycles, man, so blessed to be a part of this crew. Um, we well, started as a customer, now a global ambassador. Man, it's just it's been cool seeing them grow here in Oz, being revamped. Um, they've just launched their dealer network, so if you have a local dealer, hit them up, see why they aren't carrying Intense um, like I said I just a minute ago, my current bike I'm riding is my Sniper 4XC, and I choose the Primer S for Trail, and of course the e-bike when I'm hitting the, the taser for the e-bike when I'm riding that. So man, the uh, the Intense Cycles range is blowing up. They just launched that new Tracer S, new model version, um, new colorway, blood red, yellow olins So yeah, check out that Tracer S. Get over to intentcycles.com or IntenseCycles.com.au if you're in Oz. It'll redirect whatever part of the world you're at, so IntenseCycles.com to check out the latest Intense Cycles products. Uh, If you have any questions, just hit me up on socials as well. I'd be more than happy to direct you to that stuff. Rhino Power, um, yeah, it really speaks for itself, right? Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, Christian Craig, the best, uh, Tim Geiser, the best are using the product. I'm fortunate enough to be able to be a able to be active enough to be using that product and um, yeah, use a uh, Sleater 15 for 15% off Rhino Power product. Uh, all Pro MX champion Aaron Tanty, Nathan Crawford, he won the last two rounds of Pro MX back from injury on the KTM. So yeah, all the all the killer, killer best riders uh, in the in, across the globe are trusted in Rhino Power and MX Jared Graves and Factory Yeti Aaron Gwynn. All Intense Factory Racing using Rhino Power. So if, if you... Don't trust me. Trust them. They're the champions. They know it. So, yeah, wow. Well, um, that's it, guys. Yeah. Sleater 15 for Rhino Power. Um, yeah. Lots going on. Thanks to those who support this podcast. It's a lot of fun. And let's dive into what happened in Wreckers through Checkers, episode five, before we get into our um, bench racing. Man, season five, or episode five, season two, Wreckers of Checkers. MX Store bringing the heat. These bikes are coming together. As you'll see, me, me and Mick Mac are watching the team of Jenna and Dale get their Suzuki built up from the ground. They've got the the chassis assembled, hardware's going in. They're you know getting the tools out, cleaning up the threads with the tap and die set on all that nickel. MXRP hit up, uh, did an amazing job rebuilding the engine with vapor blasting. Uh, man, it's coming together. There's little few pieces. You know, they have the EZ-E clamps. that replicate something that you'll see later on, probably. And then moving on to the YZ, uh, Sydney and Niger they're flowing. That bike is coming together after all those gremlins of the motor problems from me. And given Nigel, they're getting they're getting caught back up, and it's it's coming together. GYTR kit, complete resto of uh, vapor blasted frame, um, carburetor. And stay tuned on that carb. There could be something there. Um, bikes are just—they're they're coming together, and I think the biggest thing is—is is get over to that MX Store YouTube and let people know what you think these bikes should be. There's, we're still tossing and turning what theme they should be, and we're looking for that—that uh, that feedback from the viewers. So make sure you get over to the MX Store YouTube page um, to uh, leave your comments in the descriptions. It's. Uh, it's coming along. I think you'll you'll really appreciate uh, episode five and give us your feedback across all of our socials, Jenna, Dill, Nige, myself, Sydney, and of course, Micmac. Um, it's been a fun journey, and of course, Guy Streeter and Robbie Cedric Evans for uh, getting behind the lens and editing these damn things. It's a lot of work, and it's been a really cool journey letting people come along these builds, and it, it is a game, but... um. Save the date if you're on, in Australia, on the, in Queensland, Southeast Queensland. October 8th, we are going to have the Wreckers to Checkers show and shine where we have these bikes, the final uh, view of these bikes, the final uh, pieces coming together for the, the unveiling of these two amazing motorcycles. And we'll also have all, some of the locals bring out their best restos or new bikes or just to show off their big pile of crap they have. To the, We'll be giving away for uh, Four first place golden ranches from the uh, best two-stroke, best four-stroke, best wrecker, and best road bike. So yeah, get over to you register your bike. Um, it's going to be a heck of a day. Red Bull will be there bumping tunes, Young Henry's having some beer. It's going to be a great day. Save the day, October 8th, MX Store headquarters for the show and shine. So man, talking points this week. MX of Nations is huge, right? Junior Aussies is coming up. We have a little recap of Red Bull Imagination. I touched on that last week. And kind of what I've been doing in in kind of the season of life. So let's jump into um, straight away what I've been up to, man. Two weeks ago, I raced uh, the uh, Hidden Veil Epic at a 55K race. Man, that was pretty taxing. I did that on my... My Sniper XC, um, Intense Cycles, and it was it was a it was an epic course. One loop, 55k, about uh, 2,000 2,050 meters of climbing, and it was it was hard. It was uh, I ended up um, uh, fifth overall out of 64 riders in the 40-49 uh, Masters class, and would have been third overall, 30-39, with a time of three hours and. Uh, three minutes and it it was I was done. The the, the epic is actually hundred K. Um and I just I'm glad I didn't sign up for the full hundred. I would have been about a six just over a six and a half hour day with a little bit of fatigue I think for me and I was done. Fifty five K I was I had enough on the time on the bike. My body felt good. I had a good day. I felt good. I had fun I rode with some strong guys and that was it. And I'm typically the guy that won't cut like the the smaller half of a race. I won't do the the lesser amount of like an Epic, but I just didn't feel like sitting on my bike all day and I wanted to have a good time and I'm in this season of life where I just want to go and enjoy myself, push my body to its limit and I can say I put the volume in for just enough to enjoy 55K. I would have survived the 100 and that's not fun to me right now. I'm not training for anything particular and um, if you're in Southeast Queensland and you haven't, done the epic or you want to do the epic, I really strongly um, encourage you to to get out there and check it out. The uh, Hidden Vale Epic at Spicer's Retreat, it, or Spicer's, not the Retreat, it's uh, at the Hidden Vale, Hidden vale Adventure Park. It's, it's got some amazing, amazing tracks, it's a true mountain bike course. It's not just a flat fire road. You, I really had it all. We had some fun flowy trails, some technical rock Rock drop, some jumps, some steep, steep fire roads on the trail to a 500 and above. But um, I'll uh, I'll get a little recap recap of that on the blo- my blog, my 2 wheellifecom very shortly. But yeah, it was it was it was it was epic, as they say, that uh, Hidden Veil vale epic. I did have a great time. I I uh, didn't meet really anyone out there. Some friends of mine did it. I got out there, got the racing done, got home. Um, I had a great time. Uh, I really did. I It was it was sweet. I just um, uh, pretty much went through two bottles of hydration with a, some Rhino Power carb fuel. I maintained my nutrition so I didn't bonk, and I just sucked everything out of that I put in. I, I, I was pretty hyped, to be honest. I think um, I could have gone a little harder in some spots, but overall, I enjoyed my day. I got in, rode a hard three hours. I'm on an amazing course. Um, next year, maybe I'll... I'll get the cojones to tackle the 100 kilometers. Um, but I just, to be frankly, I didn't want to be gone all day. I want to get home to the fam. And and uh, Sarah's, uh, <laughs> you know, she could have she popped at any time. So I didn't want to make sure I missed that baby. And speaking of the baby, Sleater baby number three is on the way. Any minute, Sarah's, the due date is tomorrow. And uh, I'm sorry, Saturday, which is two days away. and um, she's Her body's telling her it's time. So, Hopefully I won't have a serious water break during this podcast, but if it does, it'll end a little before it should. So, yeah, that's that's kind of some racing I've been doing. You know, Mason's almost healed from his broken foot. His, I'm looking at his Gas Gas 65 still in pieces in front of me, so i got to get on that thing. Um, it, it's really coming together. Um, I'm stoked on what it's doing. Uh, Jamie Ellis at Twisted Development sending me some Bits and pieces to get it to get it dialed in a little cleaner on the jetting and some specs that he has uh, that he's using across the, all the states and the globe for other riders. But i look for this build. I'm going to do a little uh, breakdown on the 65 build. He'll probably get another, I don't know what I'm going to do with Macy's. Coming off an injury, going to get him back flowing on the 65, but he's big enough to ride an 85 now. Um, and do I split both classes? Do I do 65, 85? I just don't know if he's there yet. Um, you know, maybe I just go 85 and concentrate on that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens when he comes back. We're just having fun with this racing, but it is it is a weird transition going from that 65 to 85. I don't want him to lose that confidence that he's just getting on that 65, throwing the bike around, you know, stretching for some jumps, attacking turns. As you know, if you've gone up or, or if you don't know, when you move up that transition of bike. Man, it, you, you don't want to lose that confidence. You don't want to, you know, do something that is uh, – that will compromise uh, confidence. So I'll take it slow with him. Um, in a perfect world, if money was no object, I'd have an 85. But I just, you know, in this <laughs> – I'm not made of money. So um, right now I think we'll just, you know, I have the cruise tune, longer swing arm, the the, the taller forks. Probably I'll add the the cruise tune um, lift for the plastics. And it just took a couple more months of him getting confident with this before I go to the 85. Um, and I kind of want to give it to him for Christmas. I mean, these things are freaking expensive, these motorcycles. And it's just hard to just come home with a new bike in the back of the pickup truck or the van just because. I I'd like to make it feel like something special other than just that he expects it. So that's my journey. That's what I like to do. Is And, and speaking of taking it slow, here's what I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with him as he gets back. He's got... Broken foot. Fingers crossed he gets the cast off um, next week, and I'm gonna get him before I get him back on the bike. Cause Mason's just a novice, you know, intermediate level rider. Good little rider. Loves racing and riding, but I need to get his body working better than it was before I got hurt. So I'm get him into physical therapy. Get that range of motion in the foot because it's been in a cast. Get him back on the BMX bike doing get his dirt jumper, doing gates at the BMX track with Dale Percy get his cardio up, not just take him to the track. There's no reason to rush him back to the track, take him to an open paddock, work on some turns, work on some technique, Get take our time. There's no reason to rush. He'll want to get out there with his friends and, and, and have fun, but this is a dangerous sport, and I want to make sure we take the time, this is his first injury, to make sure when he gets on the bike, he's not worried about dabbing his foot and creating a bad habit. So I recommend if anyone's coming back from injury, young, old, fast, slow, get your body right, then get back on the bike. Don't ride where you feel like you are going to not want to dab your foot. I've been there. I've, I still can't go through right-hand turns good because I rode with a torn ACL for way too long before I got it fixed. And uh, bad habits come from riding around injuries. And if unless you're in a championship hunt, I highly recommend you get your injured your body right before you start creating bad habits on the motorcycle because bad habits can come create crashes. It's just a snowball effect. So that's a little bit of my journey with mates coming back from injury. I recommend taking that advice um, and getting your body right before you come back on the bike. So changing changing channels into MXON. It's this weekend. I cannot believe it and. Before I dive into what I think, will, who I think will win, who are the favorites, all that good stuff, I just want to shout out, it's been, oh man, almost two years it seems, it's close to two years since I have been back to the States and there's a few guys that I really, really respect um, in the industry globally and they've done a lot for the team and um, that is uh, for 2023. And I'd like to give a hats off to I'm going to miss some names. I'm not there. I'm listening to other podcasts. I'm watching Instagram. And I just want to give a hats off to Paul Parabinos, Jason Thomas, Dan Truman, um, and that whole crew of guys um, in the industry um, that have kind of rallied behind and every sponsor that supported the, the golf tournament that Paul did. And I, I believe he's kind of... Snagged that concept from Auntie Collin and from KTM Off Road. Um, what they've done is got behind America, gave the the team accountability, as in like the infrastructure, not the riders, but give it get a little more structure. Paul Parabinos works for Renthal. He's an absolute weapon. Worked for uh, I did a podcast with him earlier before I left for Australia, and the guy's got a wealth of knowledge. A, fat, a championship mechanic. He's an amazing sports marketing manager. Sales manager, um, product development guy, and it brings a big bunch of knowledge to Team USA. Jason Thomas, I mean, it's a household name. Fly, one of the head guys at Fly, industry leader on the Pulp Show. Um, just he, he's in it. He's like a, the Wikipedia of Moto, um, and these guys are, you know, bringing their A game to make sure that the U.S. has every stoned turned over. No stone unturned, and they can make sure when they show up at Redbud, they can supply some information, some some support to Red Bull KT. I'm sorry, gosh. to uh, That's the problem to Team USA and not just Roger DeCoster's team. Over the years, it's been a very um, siloed team with USA, like three teams than a team. This year, you know, it's going to be a, you know. <laughs> Arguably the best right two four fifty guys we've ever seen with Chase Sexton and Eli Tomac in my opinion. They uh, went through a grueling battle at the end of the series where Tomac got the, the the nod, but um, Sexton was right there. So wait, look for Team USA to be to be uh, strong because of I think that little bit of infrastructure offsetting costs for teams. So, um, anyways, on a big big hats off and thank you to. Or, or props to uh, Paul Parabinos, Jason Thomas, Dan Truman, and, and all that core. They call them the industry idiots in the States for um, supporting Team USA. I'm a proud American, um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to these guys coming back, swinging, and getting getting that title. Um, but, you know what? There's going to be a couple teams gunning for and Let's get into it. What are What's my hot take on MX of Nations? Well... You heard him talk about how badass Sexton and Tomac are. I do feel, though, that our weak link is Justin Cooper. Here's why I say that. If we go heads up, heads up, riders. Paula kind of showed us a little bit, um, in my opinion. In the MX2 class, you have Justin Cooper um, and Hunter Lawrence. And you have, uh, for Australia, and you have Marvin Muskan of France. Hunter had them covered at Paula. I know it was... Um, Marv's first race back and on a lights bike. But if we're talking lights, guys, I believe Hunter has Cooper covered. I think he does, right? I believe (laughs) that he has Marvin covered. I believe he has Max Anstey covered when it comes to the Great Britain team. I'm I'm 100% confident of that. Um, I don't think there's anyone that's going to touch um Hunter Lawrence possibly Kaide Wolf will be strong uh on Team Netherlands um gosh there's just it's going to be Shimoto's going to be strong obviously in team Japan but no one's going to support the team like that so um with, like they have the others so going into the four, <laughs> the MX1 class I don't know what class who's racing what but you know if you look at Chase Sexton and and Jet Lawrence head to head Gosh, you're going to probably give the nod to the chase, I'd assume, right? He's, he's, he's the man, just like Eli. So everyone says Australia has a chance. I believe they do, but something's going to have to go wrong because uh, Mitch Evans, he's got speed. And, and, you know, this is a weird race. You know, you see Koldenov every year make this breakout ride. And I feel that Mitch could use this this horsepower behind of the, the Aussies to have a career breakout to become a household name at RedBud. That's what can happen at MX of Nations. But if you're going stat for stat, <clears throat> best guy best day, USA's got to have it, but it's not that easy, right? It's just not that easy. You're, you know, uh David Lulman said it best on Pulp. You know, the the the, the MX2 guys are going to be just eating roost the whole freaking time. And Je- Justin Cooper hasn't shown to come through the pack. Hunter Lawrence has got shit starts all pro motocross season. He's shown to come through the pack. Marvin can come through the pack. So if you're given the nod from like a you know a 15th place start to go forward, I'm going to give it to Hunter. So if Ozzy wants a chance to win, I think they're going to have to look for Cooper to buckle. But will... Mitch Evans be able to get close enough to a bad moto from just from Chase Sexton or Eli, and I feel that Jet Lawrence is naive enough, cocky enough, talented enough to win a moto. I'm calling it. He he just has enough. I don't give a fuck attitude to make it happen. On paper, will he do it? I don't think so but things can happen at MX of Nation. The energy's high. You're riding for your country. Those boys are proud Aussies. And I feel like when it comes down to it, Australia has a shot if the MX of Nation or happens. Um the weather's looking like it could rain a little bit, but it won't be a mutter like last time. Um yeah, look for France. I think I I think it, my, my 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 if I'm talking betting, I'm going U.S., Australia, France, or Team Great Britain, sorry. Um, gosh, once again, Betty Mann, Team USA, Australia, Team Great Britain for my top three. I just feel that, um, man, it's, it's going to be tough um, to make it happen, and um, and, and as I look at that, gosh, I, I have to eat my words. I said France, and that's what I meant. One more time, take three, Team USA, Australia, France, followed by Great Britain. I think it's cool that Team GB's got an epic crew of guys, a bunch of rad household names, and that's why I was looking at the roster. Dean Wilson, Max, Anthony, Tommy Searle. Man, I, I look forward to seeing the Tommy Searle uh, vlog after this. He put some funny shit up, and... It's gonna be good. This is Dean Wilson's last real outdoor race, um, probably unless he gets paid some big money. And uh, yeah, so it's on this weekend. Will Team USA take it? Will Australia upset upset them? And will Team France come through hot with Maximum 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 Renault, Marvin Musquin, and Dylan Ferrandis? I think it's a bit of a team that's beat up, um, but I think it's also you can't count France out. So. Gonna be a great weekend at Red I uh, wish I could be there, but you know, look forward the home Whew, hope team to take it home. Changing gears a little bit. Speaking of taking it home, oh man. T- Ken Roxon certainly took it home to uh to Honda, didn't he? He took it he took uh he took it so hard that they took his safe home away from what it sounds like. Going on Bubba's podcast announcing um, well, first off, starting with a broken bike photo, then going on the podcast announcing the, you know, or talking very vocally about what happened to his um, contract and what it is and what it isn't, and then Honda's press release following. But long and short of it is he's shown up for round one of World Supercross's, uh first season or test pilot season in Cardiff, and um, he's going racing, and he's racing on a, a Uriv Gonski um, Honda, based out of Australia. And he will be doing round one, round two in Melbourne. And wow, what a statement! He he, it's tactical. Steve Aspen, his agent, is no dummy. Um, what? And I, I think if you get a pissed off Ken of Roxon, you're gonna get a very fast one. So it's very interesting. Um, I feel that. Kenny made a a good choice. A lot of people think he's an idiot. Kenny's not a dummy. The people around him are dummies. They have a long game here. I think it's great that they have stepped up to to do what they want to do and haven't let the status quo. But I am I am I do want to raise like a a bit of a flag. It was interesting that Honda made a press release that said they don't want to compete with a. A rider to compete with a series that they support their partners or something like that, and I think that that was confusing to me. Right, a race team shouldn't be a partner with a series as such. Right, um, I I don't understand. You know, that's a series. It's it is it how's it, isn't that a conflict of interest? Can't. I mean, I know it's a partnership. It's a series they race, but it, it was a very, uh, you know, a knee-jerk reaction. I feel for um, I'm digging it up right now to get to get a little bit more information um, on on this, so I don't make it make me sound like more of an idiot than I already am for not finding it. But yeah, Honda's um, formal, announcement, uh, formal announcement talks about you know. Um, uh, American Honda Manager of Sports Experiential Brandon Wilson made the following statement, "...we generally enjoy working with Ken and have loved having him on our team in the past six years. We have a ton of respect for the speed and talent he regularly demonstrates on the track, and even more so for the heart and dedication he has shown in returning from several severe setbacks. In light of recent comments, we felt that we need to clarify a couple of points." We look forward to continuing with Ken 23, and we really made him an offer for a contract extension. That offer has never been, re- uh, been re-signed, but it was declined by Ken and his team. It's true that the offer included a stipulation that Ken cannot compete in a series that has positioned itself as a direct competitor to our Supercross and Motocross racing partners. That's, it. That's what I wanted to get to. We feel it's important to support our racing partners to treat all of our riders the same. That said, our esteem appreciation for Ken is strong as ever and they won't be altered. In fact, our priorities don't happen to align on this issue. There you go. Direct competitor to our Supercross and Motocross racing partners. So Honda is partnered with AMA Pro Motocross and AMA Supercross Series. What does that mean? You could read into it multiple different ways. A partner... Shares knowledge, works together, grow the sport. I mean, I'm very vocal that you know I don't think riders can expect to just race other global races um, without getting permission. I talked about that on the Gypsy Tales podcast. I don't think this, that's not what Kim was wanting to do. Kim just wanted to do two more races on his own, get a bike shipped around, was willing to pay for it, and Honda just didn't want to support the series. It's, They didn't want to support Ken racing something else on top of what he wanted to race. I don't think that's fair. His contract was up. He didn't sign up and then ask to do something more. He was negotiating a contract for a new year and asked to, to do these races. That's the difference between Cooper Webb asking for permission to do it with another year on his contract. So new contract, new deliverables. Ken said, I'll do this for X amount of money, but I want to do these two races. They said no. Why? Because they don't want to piss off the American Motocross Association and they don't want to piss off Feld Entertainment. I think that's wrong. That's not growing the pie as Jace McAlpine from Jitsi Would Say. That's controlling the pie. That's only wanting your peach cobbler only so big. Ken wants to expand his horizons. He wants to be a partner with Honda, but they didn't want to compete. They didn't want to participate in what he wanted to do. There's a lot of things behind the scenes. Both sides. But what I can say is they made a choice. Kenny's made a choice. Let it be, right? I love. I can't wait to see how this plays out from Kenny's side of things. I think it's, it's very ballsy from his standpoint. He's got um, – I don't think he's got a lot to, to lose. I mean, he's definitely made enough money to retire. We know he's very picky about his bike. He's been very vocal about his bike all year. Can a uh, uh, uh Australian-based Honda team building bikes with Geico – Oh, I'm sorry, factory connection, suspension, and other motors be better than a factory Honda? Possibly. Because I can tell you right now, I watched another global Supercross rider, as in Chad Reed, on a 2023 KTM 450, going through routes better than I saw any KTM in Supercross, in my opinion. The thing in 2022. So before I get into Chad Reed and his bike and other things to talk about for World Supercross, that's going to be happening here shortly. Props to Ken Roxon and his team for making a stand for what they want. I look forward to seeing Ken Roxon race in Melbourne Supercross. Um, it's going to be great in just a month's time. Um, and uh, going, and yeah, so that's it. Ken Roxon and Honda Factory Honda have parted ways for the interim time. And he's racing Cardiff and England on a Penwright, or not Penright, but a Yerev Konsky Australian based Honda team. Using factory connection suspension and other sponsors that are based around uh, the world and uh, Australia, so pretty cool. Um, can't see to, to see that unfold. Um, obviously, he's racing uh, Eli Tomac on a championship Yamaha, so that'll be something to see. Um, of course, that um, card of another key things I would like, want to talk about: World Supercross. Chad Reed, I noted his bike, how great it looked at uh, in, on some Instagram thing on his YouTube channel. Man, I know Chad's one of the best to hit the whoops, but he talked. It, I recommend you watching the video where he's riding his new track with Josh Hill and Daxton Bennett, and he talks about whoop entry, how he loads the bike, what it does, what it was like watching James Stewart hit the whoops. And Chad's insight's very valuable for anyone, of how they enter whoops, what they do. It's just cool to see that KTM chassis uh, put together by... Uh, REP, which is out of 80 a- AEO a- KTM's dealership in Murrieta, California. Mark Johnson builds one heck of a chassis, um, and uh, Chad trusts him. And he's uh, Mark Johnson used to work at Red Bull KTM, and about four or five years ago, he started his own suspension company, which has done great things. And I seen uh, there are some leaked photos of uh, Roger watching Chad go through the whoops of the test track, and Mark was there in the background. So I think uh, KTM is kind of thrown as you could say the shims at the wall trying to get it to work themselves but it, what it looks like is Mark Johnson and reP have some, something up their sleeve and by the looks of Chad Reed's bike, that 23 KTM is absolutely ripping. I believe they're doing MDK's bikes as well from the, the riding KTM that'd be Derek Drake and Bogle. Really cool to see Bogle back on a, on a bike that's a current current state as well as Derek Drake. I think those guys gotta be stoked right in those 23 KTM's, and how will De- how will Justin Bogle, Bogle uh, do in that going back to the lights class? I think it'll give him a breath of fresh air. Um, he is a, a, a lights champion. Um, Derek Drake was a top prospect, get on the twirly KTM, then you know had some uh, heart issues, and he went back to uh, um, he went to the Suzuki uh, X team for a while. It just didn't get. I don't think he did um, what I expected him to do. The kid's an amazing talent and a heck of a nice kid, but it's been lackluster since his, uh, um, as you'd say, his, his, since he's left KTM. So um, yeah, look for Derek Drake to hopefully have some break, a couple of breakout races to get, restake his claim on what would be a uh, um, American ride. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, uh, Josh Grant MDK MDK just brought out all the all the the old guys Chad Reed <laughs> Josh Grant uh Justin Bogle's not old and you have the Ricky um within Derek Drake but cool to see JG back that guy's got speed and he ain't the he isn't known for his off the bike training hell he owns a um cannabis built uh cannabis store in uh, Lake Elsinore but what he is known for is having blazing speed. He's won 450 Supercrosses. He's won light Supercrosses. He's won Outdoor Nationals. There's no lack of talent and enough he has what I call a lot of "fuck you" in him. He absolutely is arrogant and cocky enough to go to the line to this day to think he can beat everyone else. He just has that in him. You can't teach him. Can't take it out of him. So that'll be pretty exciting um, to see him back on the track. I don't know what to expect. Um, But I think it'll be cool. Um, You know, little uh, Aaron Tante, CDR Yamaha. You have Aaron Tanti light spike, uh, Kyle Chisholm 450, Um, Josh Hill 450. That is going to be one heck of a team, to say the least, on the 450s. Um, uh, It's going to be badass, to say the least. Um, uh, Aaron Tante coming off pro motocross career. Chiz doing chiz things. It's pro motocross championship. Chiz doing chiz things. And you have uh, Josh Hill coming off Red Bull imagination. Um, But yeah, I'll break down Red Bull. I'm sorry, uh, Global Supercross a bit more, but I wanted to. I just, you know, got a little excited after talking about Kenny's Global Supercrosses, Honda Split, what I see at Chad Reed, MDK. So those are some key points to take away to look for coming into Cardiff. Um, Yeah, the Suzuki Hap team with. uh, Some lights riders now. That's pretty exciting. Um, You have uh, Matt Moss on the Bud Racing Cowie. A lot moving and shaking. So maybe I'll do a more in-depth breakdown of what I see going into World Supercross. But before I sign off today, I just wanted to circle back around on some cool hop topics. Uh, Red Bull Imagination. Can't wait to check that out. Uh, We didn't see any huge crash highlights. So it looks like everyone pretty much got away safe this year. Which is great. Those guys are breaking the internet for over a week with their their Red Bull Imagination clip, imagination clips. So props to uh, to Tyler Behrman, Red Bull, that whole crew for putting on one hell of a free ride event and really just kind of shaking up the free ride industry in a in a good time of year. Um, and then you know what's to come for me um, and what's next in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, we, Sarah and I have this baby here soon, so we can start that next journey of life. Mason's getting his cast off. Junior Aussies start next week up at Rockhampton. Uh, junior Aussies is uh, the essentially it's the junior riders. Um, it's like a Loretta, Loretta Lins for 17 and unders in uh, or 16 and unders in Australia. I don't give me the I don't know the exact age, but it's the junior classes here. So it's a Loretta Lins for just for Australia. Um it's the it hasn't happened for two years because because of COVID, but it's gonna be a big one. Uh MX Store supporting it, Fox Racing supporting it. Dylan O'Keefe, Luke is going up there doing track walks for MX Store, giving back. Mick McDermott did some sick trophies from nine two designs. Um and it, it's it's gonna be exciting to see these juniors come up, look for a little Huxley Nolan to be ripping. Um yeah, just a lot to look forward to seeing Who's the standouts in the junior Aussies coming up in just a week's time? So I'll give you an update on who was hot, who is not. Probably get uh, Dylan and and, and Mr. LR110 in the studio uh, to tell us who that is. So who that is and who how fast they're going. But um, yeah, kind of kind of scrambling here a little bit. Like I said, Sarah and I are uh, getting ready to have a baby. Um, and I kind of want to leave you with uh, this if you're listening to this and um. You know, you're not motivated, and you're and you're finding it hard to get going. Is 42 years old, father of two right now, eleven or nine year old, two amazing boys, very different in their own right. Work my ass off every day to provide, but I find myself. I want to encourage you to find your own time, male, female, whoever listening this, young or old, to do what makes you feel good. And what makes me feel good is is training. Riding, getting that, getting that, that body moving, and um, you know, I try to ride my bicycle three, two to two to four days a week. I'm back in the gym. I'm sore as hell right now. Training at the Mo- Momentum Gym, just down from MX, and uh, it's 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 good, man. I, I some part of me says you're 42, and part of me I feel honest like I'm 28. Trying to be strong in the gym, quick in the gym, and that's what keeps me going. And it's having a balance, you know. I'm not a Ryan Hughes where I'm all in, where this is all I do, train, train, train. I have to balance a family. I have to balance family dinners. I eat what I want to eat within moderation. I eat clean. I'll have a beer every once in a while. But I encourage everyone to start with getting out, getting your own time, finding your time. There is time of day. And the time of day that I got to do it tomorrow is at 4.50 a.m. on the bike with two badass dudes with name of Lee and John and riding bikes with me, so we're going to hit the local road ride at 5 a.m. from H2O Bikes in Hope Island, go out for a 90-minute smash session, and get it done, be off the bike at 6.30, cleaned up, ready to get going for the day. So if anyone says they don't have time, they're not finding it. I have lights for my roadie, so we get it done. So that's it. That's my little uh, motivational speech for the day. Find the time, get it in, get that workout on, So when you get on the motorcycle, get on the mountain bike, get do whatever you're doing, you feel good about yourself. Get out of that rut if you're in a rut. If you're in the rut, give it more give it more throttle and hold on because that's what we do, right? So once again, thanks for to all of those have listened to this episode of My Two Alive Podcast. Until then Thanks for tuning in.